welcome to Tales from the Void. Um, we only have two heroes. It's me and Nick and me. Unfortunately, David had something to do. Um, he was in... He went somewhere into the void that we can't find him. So we'll try to... We'll be back. He'll be back. It's just... He had something to do in the void um, and some other sort of multiverse, unfortunately. So, unfortunately, he ain't gonna be here today. But it's just gonna be me and Nick. Me and Nick, we're just gonna we're gonna have a little talk about cards in conventions because goddamn, I do love Comic Con San Diego. I'm going there next month. I'm not most of cards. Nick's gonna be more on that. But at first, I would like to talk about Starfield. I saw. Do you see the Starfield trailer, Nick? Uh, that is the only one I don't think I got a chance to see. Like, oh, you didn't see that. So basically, um, I think people are correct, and Bethesda really needs to update their engine. <laughs> it just looks their movements and stuff look the total opposite. Thing. I just hopefully there's aliens in it. That's what I thought. It's just gonna be just human space exploring. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more than that, but. We'll see how it goes. I'm probably going to rent it and see how it goes or, you know, whatever and uh, buy it and see how it goes because I really do like um, Bethesda Works. I'm just hoping it's um, not going to be another Fallout 76 situation. Yeah, Fallout 76 was... I, I played that. So I I don't understand why Dan... Um, what was it? What's his name? Howard? I actually oh. met one of the game designers for Skyrim because that was amazing um, at one of, the, one of these game conventions, but... Todd Howard. Besides the point. Todd Howard. I don't know what Todd Howard was thinking when they said there was no NPCs in the game. That, like, literally no... Without NPCs in the game, it's just... It, it was terrible. It makes me laugh, because that feels very West Virginia. <laughs> it's just like, well, what are we going to find? A whole lot of nothing. I know, it's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's like, why? It was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, West Virginia is kind of a lot of... Sorry, people out in West Virginia. But yes, it is kind of a whole lot. Even Charlestown looks like Hey, I got. I know enough people that went to WVU. That's like the only populated place I've ever been to. Yeah, I, I went to Charlestown, and it looked. It's supposed to be the largest city, and that looks like a suburb of. That looks like somewhere out in Boundary Creek or something. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. But guys, you are all you you West Virginians. You're all special. I'm just saying. Just a little. Just a little. A little less people there. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not a nice place. Not a nice place. But yeah, Fallout 76 was terrible. I hope this one will be a little bit better. It's not going to be an online thing. I just don't think online, massive online player is uh, Bethesda's bag. It just wasn't. Um, and their bugs really destroyed it and destroyed any sort of faith in anything. You know, everybody hates Todd Howard. Oh, um, uh, I can, I know a couple people who would argue with you on that. I got oh, hates Todd Howard? Uh, no, no, no. He loves Skyrim. He loves Fallout 3. What? Oh, I- Oh, oh, I love, I love Skyrim. Like, I love Fallout. No, yeah, I'm the same. I just think the vitriol is just like they made a mistake. It just wasn't their bag. Massive multiplayer online is not their bag. I wouldn't realize that. I wouldn't burn Todd Howard at the stake for 76. I wouldn't. I, I, yeah. I legitimately like, like every company can have a hiccup, and yeah. you've made enough hits to where you can bring it back. I don't think we need Skyrim on everything. Like you've done the remaster enough times. The remaster added fishing, and my one buddy lost his mind, and he's having a he's had a blast playing it with I, that. Um, he was that is uh, like one of one of my favorite games. I think it just came out of time when I was in college. And it was winter break, and everybody was like talking about Skyrim. I'm like, who the hell is this game? I don't even like this. Let me just let me just play it. See how it is. 
It's oh, it's just got so much replayability. Yeah, I I basically woke up every morning on that sprinter winter break and played that game like consistently and went all the fuck around. That's all I did all day. But is there anything you want to talk about, Nick? Anything recent news that you want to talk about? Well, I know that they're doing. I mean, I never played the first one, but they're doing Hollow Knight Silk Song, which I knew had just because I have content creators I follow, and they're so hype on it, and it looks great. Is that one of those, that one of those platformers? I can't. Remember. It's a is platformer that that's essentially where you play as a little bug guy, and you yeah. run around with like a sword. And honestly, Jesse, after this, give it a watch. I think you actually really might enjoy it. It's a good little challenge. Oh, okay. It's got a lot of a good size of difficulty to it. It's a lot of one like a lot of those indie platformers because I, I played some yeah more or less platformers. But, okay, but okay. there's like there's like to- totems you can have essentially or something like that. Like you can like this gives me an extra jump. This gives me a little bit extra health. Like there's just the first one was Hollow Knight. This this one's now Silk Song. It's based off of one of the bosses from the game. It definitely looks very oh, fun. Okay. Um, other yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Let's see Hollow Knight. I've seen the face. I, 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 I can see the face in it. Like the other and also, thing I would mm-hmm. say I want to talk about, but it's going to be one of the topics anyway. The for the new because one of the card games I'm going to talk about, uh, Magic the Gathering. Long live classic and Magic great game. the Gathering. I don't I don't know anything about Magic Gathering, but it, it, is it is it magical? Uh, <laughs> depending on the format, <laughs> it seems very. It seems um, I think. Um, one of David's friends really likes it more than Yu-Gi-Oh. So my experience. Hi. What? It's me. No, 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 no. It's not me. Yeah, also, also, Car- I think I think it's I'm not Carlos. Oh, okay. Like, Carlos likes it, right? Sorry, Carl. Um, it's it's fine. You'll you'll be fine. They don't, they don't know who you are. Um, well, somebody just on this thing. So I guess we can. Um, other than that, I did see on VR they're gonna make. Was it the? Among Us on VR right. now. That was so like announced like cool. a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and also I saw what was they were making another uh, squash uh, games is making another game. Yeah, squash game. Oh, that looks and cool. today uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but I watched yeah. um, like one of the streamers I watch. Um, I yeah. th- I talked about it in the last pod, uh, but he was watching uh, the new like. Uh, uh, fire uh, final fantasy uh thing today uh live stream today oh and yeah so we're that. getting part two from final fantasy 7 re- it's essentially like a remake remaster it's like they're taking the exact images with updated graphics it looks mm-hmm. beautiful and mm-hmm. i'm i it makes me really th- need to go back and play it because i had a f- friend who let me play it with them but i want to actually get it for myself if i can get get it for pc i would if i i think i can i have to double check okay but it look it was it plays like kingdom hearts 2 because it was a similar the same team was working on assisting with the building of it to give it that fight mm-hmm. mechanic style and it just looks so good it i was just like damn they are really pushing this out that and uh dogma 2 we knew about that already i think somewhere along the lines but that's coming out as well Damn Dogma 2. Yeah, but like the big thing was the Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, I, I was hearing about that. It's called uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Hopefully they'll have a Final Fantasy party in Comic-Con. But 
Also. Oh, it is a good chance. Like if like they're building this, yeah. it's also set for next winter for the release. Ooh. Which hopefully I get to see. Oh, well, I know Nintendo. You've been there, so you know Nintendo. Oh yeah. Well, um, I didn't. I guess... Nintendo wasn't at the con I went to. Nintendo was. Are you talking about? Okay, I guess we can get into the into the con. Let's yeah, let's start with that first. Um, me and Nick, I think we've both been to San Diego, right? San Diego Comic Con. Yes, I went out in uh, 2017. Yes, I think it was the same time. I remember. Uh, I think you were actually the first person that got me like, "Oh, let me go see Comic Con." You were actually the first person to do that, okay. and I appreciate that actually got me interested i mean we didn't i think um unfortunately we weren't well because we we're strangers at the time so unfortunately we've been able to buddy up but um i was able to go there i think in 2016 maybe go in 2017 whatever um but it was great um i got to still see always your first is always the best you always remember that first and everything else is like kind of mishmash but um so what was how was how was you with the first your first big con I guess or maybe your first con or whatever. So my first con I went to was Baltimore Comic Con, two years yes. prior. Okay, great. Um, I just I had a couple of friends who met up with me there and they bought their tickets mm-hmm. there because that one was like super chill. You could just walk up and buy your ticket that day. I bought three days. I literally dropped. No wait, I bought a two day pass and I just went down both days mm-hmm. from my house to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But it, it was fun. Like I bought, mm-hmm. I went around just looking to see what I, I, it was my first experience. I was like, all right, what am I looking to find? I sat in on like the con or the uh, cosplay contest. I've done that mm-hmm. both. I went back to back years. Cause like it, it was so much fun, but it's great. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. bought like just a bunch of like different like merch. I wanted to buy, I set out to buy one comic and I, he, the guy was like, all right, what's what, what superhero you want? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm for Nightwing. And he was like, I got one where Robin beats up the green lantern. And I went, okay, you have my intrigue. What's up? And he <laughs> shows me the comic and he's like, so essentially it's the teen Titans versus the justice league. And Batman taught Robin's like, I told, I, I know how to beat you, Green Lantern. You are weak to yellow. And he wraps the yellow side of his cloak around the ring and kicks him in the face. And then I also got that same comic signed by the, the artist for it, Marv Wolfman. Cool. The following day. But that's all that's awesome. I I I uh at Baltimore Comic Con, I get to saw Brian Vaughn. Um he he's the one that makes saga, the comics there, you know what I'm talking nice. about? Nice. Brian V. Vaughn. Yeah, I got his autograph and a poster. At. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're the only one that actually knows about comics. So, the- well, like, <laughs> really so some stuff. You know Saga, right? You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. Saga? Like, it's, I know. Yeah, like, so no. Saga is the, it's a, it's that space opera one that he yep. did. So that, I have actually a lot of, I actually got him to sign all the Funko Pops that I had there and sign, they had also had a poster there. I paid a little bit extra for Brian Vaughn, and then I asked him about writing and stuff. So Brian Vaughn, that was pretty cool with uh, Baltimore Comic Con. Um, but the same as like um, Baltimore Comic Con's a little more, it's more intimate, a little, it's a little less crazy as Comic Con as we Comic Con as we both know. Um, uh, it's a little different. Oh um, yeah, it's a night and day. Okay, so as <laughs> me and Nick know, okay, the crowds there are literally insane, insane. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Uh, you do a little bit. No, no, no. 
Um, once you hit the floor near the movies, you are going to be basically ass to ass with everybody. Smelling. And that's why the people be telling them, you need to wash. You need to go take a shower. Mm-hmm. Some of the motherfuckers are smelling like whatever. All right. But yeah, the crowds, they're insane. Um, especially for things. So I went to, I actually went to the Comic-Con autograph signing for, for Game of Thrones. And that stuff, that crowd was insane. I could barely get through it. It's, oh, no, yeah. it's insane. Like fear. And you'll see people yelling about lines. I saw one guy had to get pushed out because he was whining about lines. I'm like, this. Uh, and also, Comic Con, a lot of people are entitled. But yeah. Um, my first con was actually was Comic Con. Um, as I said, I got to see. One of the things, the best ones, I got to see one of my favorite um, game designers or game game leaders or what you want to call them, game directors, uh, was Ed Boone of, of, of Mortal Kombat. I got to get his autograph. I got to see the guy who made, who does Aquaman. Well, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, who does Aquaman? I don't know. He was know Bill the, 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 the actor? Greer. Oh, no, you're talking yeah, about the, the creator. Act, voice actor. Oh, voice, voice actor. actor. Oh, geez. I don't, oh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, I can look it up real quick. Oh, yeah. I saw him. I, I saw Superman. And also I saw this one lady. I didn't know her name. I didn't take a picture with her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't talk to you. But I actually just wanted to take a picture with him and Ed Boone. Because Ed Boone was like literally one of my favorite. Um, uh, we a lot of played Mortal Kombat with my brothers a lot. Especially MK4. Even though MK4 is kind of seen as not the greatest in the universe. But uh, Mortal Kombat is like really a lot of childhood to me. So seeing him was like, oh my God. Um, it, which it which no Aquaman? Um, it's the black dude, man. the black voice actor, Alan Greer, maybe. Let me see. Are you talking Aquaman. about Aqualad from Young Justice? No, let me see Aquaman voice actor. Yeah, because I'm checking. I got. Oh, got Phil Lamar. Oh, Phil Lamar. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's one. He does one of those stereotypes as a voice actor. Um, I I do love Phil Lamar, but it seems like him as like your friend would probably not be the greatest <laughs> he's like one of those dudes that thinks he's very funny but sometimes he's very he's not but what i i love you phil i'm just saying it's whatever but yeah um those guys were great um i got to see hank from hank show you know what i'm talking about from the youtube yeah yeah i saw him i took a picture with him he was just sitting there standing there you would think like these people are very famous and you're on youtube and they're now they oh no yeah they're chill as shit like, yeah, they don't give a fuck. They're just, like, sitting there. Nobody gives a shit about them. You think, like, these YouTubers, they don't, like, yeah, they're they're really... You think, like, oh, my God, they have they must have crowds around them. Nope, they're just... Some of them do. It just depends on yeah. the one. Like, when I went yeah. to my San Diego Comic-Con, the big mm. things that I remember was I... So I'm a big fan of Critical Role, and I knew they were having a panel, yeah. and I was not able yeah. to ask a question. But I was like, I, I, it was cool that I got to go see him. I saw a bunch of like the voice actors that were like Darren DePaul, who's an amazing voice actor. And mm-hmm. like, it, there were just a bunch of funny questions. Like you can find the the panel I was at or the panel I went to go see on YouTube. I'm almost mm-hmm. certain it's up on like Periscope or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I was walking around that day and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I didn't get to meet anybody, but I was like, yeah, it's still cool that I got to see him. They're all seeming like such nice, nice people. And I mm-hmm. went to the Dicex. Uh, I didn't know they had one, a Dicex booth, which is just like where you can go buy dice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, something along this lines. So that makes me feel like truly just nerdy being here. Yeah, and I walk great. over and I'm literally looking through dice and I bump in. So I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I turn around and it's Ashley Johnson. 
her boyfriend uh, now fiance. Oh no, no, sorry, they get married now. Uh, Brian W. Foster. Mm. And I was like, no way. And they were like, and I was like, I, oh shit. And they were like, oh hey, I'm like, oh it's just you guys' panel. Uh, it's so nice to see you, meet you guys. And they're like, oh yeah. I was like, hey, I, I don't like to be this guy, but can I get a picture real quick? This is really cool. And they're like, yeah. absolutely. And she was just super kind. Brian was super, like, just really nice. Yeah, you just, I just love people like that. But like, it was great. I had, I had that same type of thing where I went to the panel. I didn't know they were going to have an autograph signing. And then I just saw, oh, they just said, oh, we have an autograph signing later. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to see it. So I had that same type of thing where it's like, oh, yeah. You always, the first one's always the greatest, especially at San Diego Comic Con. Like, you get to see the, just a lot of celebs. Like, the stuff. other thing I remember. Like mm-hmm. there, I mean, there's things in there like like that we got to go we had like an everyday pass, mm-hmm. so and we were able to even go on the floor on like vendor only night, mm-hmm. which was super cool. Like it also took me like me, me and my oh buddy, yeah Wednesday yeah Wednesday night. It took me night. and my buddy like at least solid twenty minutes to find out everything was on the basement, and then we were we were literally walking around upstairs like we don't know where we're going. Yeah. No one gave us a map, mm-hmm. so we were just wandering. Oh my. And we finally found our way down, and we didn't really buy anything that night. But like next day, mm-hmm. we got there. I got there super early, and like because I'm on Maryland time. Yeah, so I'm already up, and I'm yeah. so I go in and I walk in. I'm and I'm buying stuff. I'm taking it back to the room to drop it off because I don't feel like carrying it all day. And I, I'm waiting for the bus to show up to take me back to our hotel. And there's and I see a guy that I recognize. He he is a YouTuber. Uh, he was a Twitch streamer, but he was also on a show from a few years ago called King of the Nerds. It was a TVS show. And his name is Ivan Van Norman. He's made his own board games. He's made a children's D&D book, a bit like ABCs with D&D. And like, just, mm-hmm. he rocked, I'm like, yo, Ivan? He's like, hey, nice to meet you. And I'm like, yo, this is insane. And he and he's like, yeah. So, and he was just, this super happy, nice guy. And I was like, also tall, like just, I was like, I was not ready for you to be taller than I was like, you can't gauge by TV of like, how high tall am I to this person? But he was like, he had a little, like a couple inches on me. I was like, Oh shit. I was like, Hey man, can I get a picture? And he's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. He's like, Hey, you should come by the geek and sundry, uh, party thing later. It's open to anybody to come oh, in. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He told me where it was. I forgot where it was. I kicked myself. I was like, I should have, I, I should have been finding it. Uh, it happens. But I was like, either way, I had a great time. Like I bought a bunch of cool oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, uh, yeah. it was the year kingdom hearts three was mm-hmm. coming out or around that time. Mm-hmm. And they I had a con exclusive Sora figure arts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there ain't no way I'm passing this up. Yeah, bought it just i still have it. it sealed i haven't touched it and i'm just like if i want to sell it i can sell it if i want to hold on to it I'll hold oh, on to oh it. yeah i i have like a whole black tub of all the comic-con shit i got i had to throw some of the stuff out though but i saw all my badges and stuff it was just great um i do the same thing where you're just buying a lot i um for the funko one i was like very dedicated i was trying to get a, the bruce lee one Ooh. it's bruce lee exclusive i couldn't get that one but the Derek zoolander one was still there so on sunday they allow free people to come over there i came over their security beforehand I, and i asked them when they were going to do it they said they were going to do it last year and then what they do is it like circle you around and circle you around the line each time get you in there and then the security guard saw me from last time 
is I let that guy in, and then boom, got in there and bought the Derek Zoolander, and that was great. They're actually going to do actually going to do a Funko Town this time, which is kind of cool. But I don't really see too much what I want this year, other than maybe the penguin. Oh, the uh, penguin. Maybe the pink, the penguin one. Yeah, the penguin. Uh, the Batman Returns for some reason Nick doesn't like. So anyway, <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you said, hate it. No, no, you... <laughs> no, I told you last time. Now, Grant, you're saying Batman Returns. I like look. I got no mm-hmm. issue really with most of the live actions. I think they're fine films, mm-hmm. but I said yeah. that I legitimately think that the lot that the animates are just better by far. They're all just they just sit yeah, I, 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 for mm-hmm. me. Like granted, other than probably opinion, other than probably Dark Knight, anime. probably. But like probably other than Dark Knight, maybe because that's like that that will always be a classic but... to a lot of people. But like yeah. my, my the year I went, my Funko exclusive that I bought was mm-hmm. Ochako Uraraka from My Hero Academia. And I, I sold oh, did you do that. the lottery? No, I just walked up to their thing and I went, "Hey, man!" He's like, "What do you want to buy?" And I, I had room in my bag for one more thing. I was, was it like, Sunday? Yes, it was last day. Oh, okay. And I walked okay. up That's and I was like, "Hey, man, you got any more of those Urakas?" And he was like, "I got a few left." And I was like, "I should have bought more because they were ten bucks a piece. They were selling for eighty bucks a pop." I, I was know. kicking myself, but oh, I, my, I oh my God. couldn't oh, take oh, but, them oh. home. I didn't have enough oh, space. Oh. Oh, Nicky, Nick, but they can't. They 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 don't allow you to take. You only can buy one anyway. So I think the guy said I could buy like three. Oh, you could have. Oh, at like the three. last moment, probably. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You then you would want to kick yourself in the nuts for that. But I mean, like it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You lose opportunities all the time, but yeah. I and mean, then it's, it's actually for some people that want to listen to it. But yeah, I I have a big tongue Funko collection, and the only thing I want is the penguin. But I definitely do want to see. I may want to go to the Funko party this year. So Nick. Um, so did you try to do the dreaded, I think that was before they did the lottery, the dreaded, uh, autograph lines, the autograph lines. So the only one I was going to try to get to that year, it was, oh God, what was the show called? Like my, my uncle helped me get the ticket. Well, he got me the ticket for the year before. He was like, Hey, do you want to go to Comic-Con? And I told him that I was going to Baltimore and I was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. If you can help me out with it, that's great. And he's like, I get an email saying like, the month before, hey, here's your ticket yeah. for San Diego Comic Con, and I went, I'm sorry, what? I said, what? I, don't know. I had to look at that email for like 30 minutes. And I had to call him out. I'm like, what Comic Con did you think I was talking about? He's like, San Diego. And I was like, no, no. I said, I, I go to Baltimore. So he got me for the following year. He got me two tickets, and I was super grateful. And so my aunt was a big fan of like one show. It was like a, a, it was like does, a Scottish. Is he a professional? Is he a professional? Oh, you get the professional card? Uh, so I got a vendor pass. Oh, he does the vendor. Okay. He, he knew I, he knows I, the guy I, who ran a booth mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, is it possible you can get two extra passes for my nephew? And mm-hmm. he was like, absolutely not an issue. Like, dude was super... I'm pretty sure if I went back and asked, he might be able to help me out again, but I don't feel like I want to push that. Yeah. Especially since it's also like like coming up very soon. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I went to... I did the professional route because I worked on video games. Um, so I was able to get that pass. I'm actually going to be able to get the pass next time because I also have a, also have a little one little episode, uh, hook up F up if you guys want to listen to that. But I think that also qualifies for the Comic-Con professional. So I'm able to go there probably more, a couple more years, but anyway, um, yeah. So, oh oh, yeah, the line autograph line. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was like Outlander or something along those lines. It was like a Scottish it was like a scottish mm-hmm. show on like hbo and yeah. my aunt 
was one of the biggest fans of one of the dudes on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. I never watched it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to try to get into that booth to get an autograph from him mm-hmm. as a thank you because they did not have to do this for me. And I think she asked as well. So I was like, I have no issue getting you that autograph if I can get in that mm-hmm. line. I went and checked that morning. The line was already in like wrapped. And I was like, one, how many of you people are actually here right now to see this dude? But I was like, all right, fine. So I, I went to the security. I'm like, hey, man, how likely is it if I get in this line right now, I'm going to get in? He's like, he looked down the line, looked back at me, looked down once more time, really squinted, did the math. He's like, honestly, man, you are slim to none. And I went, I appreciate your honesty. He's like, hey, I did so much to waste man, your time. And I was what, like, what? Can you tell me what, what do you mean by morning? There's a different. Like, a, I woke up and I got, and I went to go get into the con, like, first thing in the morning, every morning. Like, I was in that line ready to rock what 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 is it 7 a.m 6 a.m i was up at like i would be up at like six ish in the morning and then i'd be there yeah that that line the line was already done by then well like the building wasn't open yet i would be getting to the building like i would say maybe because like well i'd be getting to the building around like six ish Mm -hmm. because i'd be up at like no i'm right yeah i'd be up at like five five thirty because i'm like i'm already up that time usually anyway every day so i go to get but i would get there and just the line to get in the building was already a little bit wrapped. So oh, like, yeah, it's already wrapped. But it was, oh. but like getting in, people apparently just beeline to be in line for the autographs. I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. This is already yep. um, more than I want to I, 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 I thank the Comic Con people for making it most of them online. Fuck you, Marvel, for doing the same shit where you have to go in line and go do that shit. Fuck you. Nobody, there's, Basically, maybe somebody can get in there, but there's unless you race there, you ain't getting there. That's why I was not able to see Daredevil and all that type of shit because some bull ass shit. Because they want to keep doing lines, even though they had an offering probably with online lotteries. Online lotteries are a lot better because not everybody can wake up at like one o'clock in the morning and wait yeah. for maybe getting to getting online. So fuck you, Marvel, for that. All right, but anyway, like my argument is like. Yeah, my biggest gripe was like the Hasbro one. Like Hasbro has done, like Hasbro stuff. Like they have a lot of really cool stuff every year. The reason I, yeah. me and my friend wanted to, the thing, me and my friend wanted was yeah, they had some cool like Transformer stuff and like a bunch of yeah. a couple other small things. But we wanted to see if we can get our hands on the Magic the Gathering collector set. And they always sell for a decent price. And but we looked at the cards that year and like, and we looked at the line and we're like. We looked at each other because we kind of played. He played the game more than I did, but I played the game enough. And I'm looking at the cards and I'm like, we looked and like, these really aren't that great of cards. Like they're fine. Like a couple of these cards are good, but mm-hmm. we looked at the value of it. and We're like, we're not going to be able to make decent turnaround just waiting in this line because you also had to pay to get in the line. And I'm like, who one, paid? We're getting to what line? Hasbro's line. You pay to get in, and then you have to pay for the for the items you're getting. Like, great, you're not paying a lot. What? Because it was like they were trying to limit. The amount of people. So you had to pay for your ticket essentially to buy from them. And I'm like, I already don't want to do this. This is kind of what I meant. Before like 2018, it was utter mess um, to get in there. I I woke up six. I think I woke up maybe five um, and I got there and I didn't even get to draw anything. That's what I meant about the autograph line. Mm. It was a, it's, I hated it. And I mean, I wanted to see the Gotham people to get in there. I didn't get shit. And we got there early. Yeah. It's bullshit, but anyway, 
Yeah, I just I have a distaste for any sort of those like let's sit in lines forever. But Hall H, I did have to. I, but Hall H, um, I did have to be in groups. Oh, just for tips, since we're going to be talking about tips. Okay, so with San Diego Comic Con, if you want to see the big old events, you're going to have to have a group for H Hall. H Hall is a big thing where you have the DC, the Marvel stuff. Okay. Yep. If you want that, you have to be in a group because you're not getting you're not going to get in for Marvel or DC. It's not going to happen. You can, you can try. I've tried it before with standby. It's not going to work. Okay. You got to have a group in which to do that type of thing. So that's, that's what I'm saying with all that. Um, um, Nick, do you have any other tips for maybe just that, just cons in general, but you can talk about San Diego. Um, my biggest tips are budget effectively. Like you don't Absolutely. need to go buy everything under the sun. Like great. If you're, Absolutely. if you're a person going to buy and sell and trade, what you're going to do is you're going to go buy. Then you're going to get as much as you can, the valued stuff, like the stuff you know is going to go quick. You take it back to your, yeah. your room, and then that night when you leave, you go to that your room, and then you take it to UPS, and you ship it home Yeah, because that's the easiest way of transporting it. Um, the other things I'll say is like if you're going to like Hall H, because the year I went, it was I couldn't mm. make it in, but it was for the Psych the movie because I love Psych. They had yeah. James Rode Rodriguez. Tommy Olson, like Bill Hall, people I wanted to go see. And I was like, I found out if you're one Hall H, you are camping out the night before in that line. Yep. That is a specific line. Yep. You need to get there and you are waiting. You are either going to buy stuff, get autographs, or you're going to that Hall H panel. And you're doing it the day before. That, that, yeah, that's it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Guys, if you're talking about the big ones and Hall H, that is your whole you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get to there. That's it. That is your whole day. H Hall is gonna be your whole day. Yep. That is it. Um I at Deadpool, I waited 7 a.m. till 5 a.m. for Deadpool until then. And I had to sit my ass all the way until to see Deadpool. So that's the kind of dedication you want to do. If you don't have a kind of dedication or you're not a very patient person, um as as our, I think our third guess, I would say, would be, do not do H Hall. Just don't do it. You're not, you're not going to have that much patience for that. Now, my other thing, it's I dedication will, for that. The other thing I will say. Now, this is a big mm. thing. Yeah. One, enjoy, just either ignoring, or as some people like to do, mess with the, uh, the, the hyper religious, as I like to call them. Oh yes. The, oh, dude, my buddy was messing with them. Enjoy, like, don't just, oh. like, just ignore them because they're just going to be there yeah. to try to ruin your day and don't let them ruin your fun yeah. because they're just there to be assholes. Yeah. But my big thing, food. You want, like, there are amazing food options in the Gaslamp District. Oh, There's yeah. a place that I recommend to everybody that goes to San Diego. It's called B Shock Ramen. It is a little bit away from the Gaslamp District, but it is yeah. beyond, it's, it is traditional, authentic ramen and it is so good. They have little hole in the wall bars that have, a California style burrito, which has fries on it. I didn't know that was a thing. California oh yeah, did. I love. Oh my god, I know. That's what I'm saying. You have. Oh my god, you get, you get me hyped already for next and for next. I'm getting, I'm getting hyped already for next month. You have so many good food options. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah. Also, Fuck it's hot. Cons- it's hot, but it ain't humid. So mm. don't like. Yes, sunscreen, but hydrate. Uh, hydrate. Right, and do. As we said, the food's good in Gaslight District. Don't eat the shit in the concessions. It's already long. The line's long anyway. Oh, yeah. It's just burgers and fucking fries. So who gives a fuck? 
if you're in San Diego, get the good food because they have good food outside. Don't worry about that bullshit that's inside because that shit you can get anywhere. You get that shit bullshit at Baltimore Comic Con. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you need a drink so, real quick, go ahead buy a drink. Don't they also yeah. really don't really overcharge too much for water. But like, yeah, but they don't get don't get a food. meal. Do not go get a meal there. Just no, walk outside. You can walk there. right back in. Yeah, you can get like a subway if it, if it's like cheap enough. Don't get subway. Yeah, and also would say don't plan out the everything you can do. Sometimes you just need. Sometimes you won't know everything. Okay, uh, I would suggest going if you're like really into it. Go on Discords. Go on uh, unofficial uh, Comic Con blog. Yeah, to get events and stuff. But most of the sometimes it's just spontaneous. It just kind of be spontaneous with it and just don't plan out every fucking thing. Sometimes it's just better to be spontaneous so you can get that sort of experience. Because sometimes you just you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to plan it out. Oh, my other big thing: mm-hmm. support the small creators that are there. Like go so when you go mm-hmm. down towards the from where the entrance is, maybe yeah. you're gonna want to go to the far right side of the hall. That you have so many people who do custom artworks, custom oh, designs, yeah. custom clothing. Like you have, you can see so many cool yeah. things and like they aren't charging insane amounts for their stuff, but no. you'll find some yeah. amazingly cool like trinkets and fun things that you mm-hmm. will just appreciate. Like this is a cool thing I got at Comic-Con. I like, I found a guy who does the Markiplier comic books, like the official ones that Mark wrote off on. Yeah. And I was like, yo. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you were here. He's like, oh yeah, Mark was here yesterday and I'm kicking myself because I could have met Markiplier. I know that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, I can tell you guys specifically where that area is. Okay, once you get past the ass-to-ass thing and everything starts to dissipate, yeah, that's where they're at. <laughs> just, to, just to tell you. Um, yeah, I, I think, honestly, one of my favorite things I bought, not the Funko Pops, not the anything, it's actually the drawings from this comic a guy, um, I'm gonna actually gonna use him for a little character that I have. Um, I might know him, Kiki. Um, I'm gonna make a little little drawing of her, you know, because she's iconic now, um, and do colorings for her. And it was great uh, to see like my characters there. That's like something that I really appreciate because that's something um, I'm. That's like my thing, and it's like a lot better than. Cause those Funko Pops may come and go, but like those characters that I make are mine, and that's that's kind of like the, the best thing I probably got at Comic Con and stuff like that. So that's kind of more of a sentimental value. Cause I, so I would definitely go to the artist if you're in the artist. Street, it's Artist Alley. Get your stuff. I had to check. Yeah, artist Alley. I pulled yeah. up the I pulled up the floor pan. Artist Alley is in Hall yeah. C. If you are out there this year, definitely go support the artist. Yeah. Also, always check out the Bandai Namco section because they have just some mm-hmm. cool stuff. I got my buddy who's oh, a yeah. big JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan. I got him a hardcover of Starlight Crusaders, and he was or Stardust Crusaders, and he and he didn't know I bought it. Mm-hmm. And I, he was because he was going through a bit of a time, and I was like, "Yo, my buddy, yeah. he's a good dude. I appreciate him." He looks out. I walk into him work the next day, and he was like, hey, "When after I was like, hey man, how's the trip?" I'm like, "Great, I got something for you." He's like, "What's that?" And I pull it out. He's like, and he just went, "What? What? Why'd you do that?" I'm like, "One, you're my friend. Two, you've been going through a time. Three, I know you appreciate it." So enjoy that. Plus, I yeah, sent him photos, mm-hmm. and he, I t- I showed him my photos of the ba- of the Bandai Namco stuff. Oh, also check out the gaming section. They have like fighting game, new fighting oh, games you can try. Oh, oh yeah. There's just just enjoy, do find the section you want to check out, but also branch out a little bit. See the cool yeah, things. Yeah, just, you're not just always looking go at. around go around Exhibit Hall because you don't know what they're actually going to be doing. So go around Exhibit Hall, see what they have. Try to avoid the movie ones because that's where it's mostly ass to ass. 
that's looking like but, that's going to be mostly dead center of Hall B, I think. Yeah. I didn't see... I don't what with this year. I don't really see a lot of things coming up yet, but I'll see. Maybe it's just um, a lot of things coming up yet because I'm actually following on Twitter with Comic Con and stuff. So, yeah, just have fun. Usually, I, I'm I'm telling you, it's, it was fun for me. It's all every year. It's very fun. I get to see my family's out in San Diego, so that's good enough too. You get to see the beaches and stuff. So uh, just really have fun with it. Yeah. Um, once you see the celebrities, um, you get to see celebs and stuff, which is kind of fun. Do not accept um, I got to them. See, do not, yeah. you know, like, yo, I'm your biggest fan and need to be your best friend. Don't do that. Please don't yeah, do that. Yeah. That the, ruins it for everybody, yeah. including them. Um, They're just trying to be there and have a good time. Especially when you're over the age of, let's say, 25, if that's a little embarrassing. <laughs> even I'll say, even at 21, that's just you being a yeah, jackass. It, yeah, it's, it's also embarrassing. So just let the, there's so there are people too, so just like calm down and then if they say no, just just kind of leave them alone and stuff. Most of them are going to say yes. Cosplay, they don't give a shit because they'll they'll take a picture of anything. Just be ask them them. though. Don't just walk them, put your arm around. Hey, we're getting a photo. No, like legit. Yeah, yeah. Don't your costume. Your cosplay is sick. Can I get a photo? Because sometimes they're just not in the mood for it. But because they might have gotten like thirty people just asking them like, oh yeah, that's what happened. No, give them a minute, let them breathe, and and be like, hey, I really think I think your costumes, your cosplay is cool. Can I get a photo? And more often, because you're polite about it, they'll they'll usually say yes. And at San Diego Comic Con, you'll see the best fucking cosplay of like all time. You'll see the best fucking shit. I've seen like one of the best. I took like twenty hundred pictures over there. It's just they're amazing. It's it's the time to show. Yeah, it's 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 all it's a very awesome thing. I'm also going to a small panel sometimes too. And if you're like a creative or something, definitely go to the panels with. Um, about writing and stuff. I think I'm actually going to go to one of the ones myself um, for stories and stuff. Just kind of relax and like go to the smaller ones sometimes because usually the bigger ones you're going to have to wait. And I'm, I'm not talking about um, three hour waits. I'm talking about mostly the half the day. Even with the ones like Rick and Morty and stuff, I had to wait a long time. So anything that's a famous show, you just need to understand that's going to be your whole day and that's it. Ain't nothing else going to happen. We ain't doing nothing else other than that. So I'm just going to tell you that right now. You're not going to get everything you want to in. That's just not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Just be, just, just take, take what you can and be happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, you're not going to get to everything, unfortunately, um, because you don't have a time machine. I have a time machine. Yeah. I would go to every single one, but you're not going to do that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, San Diego's uh, the best one. I had fun. Baltimore Comic Con's also too. Um, did there any other cons you went to, Nick, other than that? Um, no, I have friends who go to Katsu Con. Um, mm-hmm. I've I actually want to go to Magfest one year when I can, okay, because oh, that yeah, looks we need, to go to Mag- we need to go, we both need to go to that one because I actually want to go to Magfest. Hey, funding yeah. available, I'm down. Yeah, I'm I have I want to go to Magfest. I forgot about that too. Yeah, I'm a big gamer, I used to do game development stuff. So, that, that... <laughs> cool. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll get into cards. So Nick's gonna mostly gonna be following this. Um, I'm gonna let him get into more of this. Uh, my experience with cards is just Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, back in the, I don't know the Gen Z kids, okay, but back when we were uh, millennials, little millennials, late millennials, as we say, um, we were in, we were, 
<laughs> we we played a thing called Yu-Gi-Oh. I actually made a Yu-Gi-Oh club in my middle school. It was called the Yu-Gi-Oh club. Um, I was uh, I had a tune. Uh, I had like a tune deck. Uh, somebody stole one of my tune decks. My my graceful uh, David. He gave me some of those those cards back, which was cool. Uh, I was a big Pegasus fan. I love Pegasus from the show. I used to watch that religiously. Um, the other ones, the Pokemons, I never really did. I really, really got into any of those cards. And I still have the Yu-Gi-Oh cards to this day um, in my little memorabilia box and stuff like that. But I haven't really played cards for a very long time. So, Nick, what got you into cards, though? So my first card game was the Pokemon trading card game. Um, I was... It was right when the first structure decks came out and the first like sets came out. And I remember just my mom would always hate when every time we went to like the mall or went to Toys R Us, I was always like, can I get Pokemon cards? Can I get Pokemon cards or Target or Walmart? I was always just fiending for cards. And my mom was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then we went to Toys R Us one day and they, she saw they were doing a tournament and I bugged and I went, I got to go. I got to do it. I got to do it. And I played pile of cards dot deck. I do not remember what I was. I think I just used a structure deck. I hope I did at least because I had like the video, like the video games, like the Pokemon training card game, Game Boy Advance game. I had like the CD for your computer. So you could play that. So you could learn the game. And I went in, I did terrible because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And, but they gave me like the, Oh, here's your, Oh no, I think I won one game. And they gave me my stamp and they gave me my, my Pokemon card for the day. And I went, yay, that's a fun thing to do. And I still fell in love with it. And then I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! When the show started, when the show first came out and I played mm -hmm. up and I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! competitively. Mm -hmm. It was after GX. It was right when uh, the series when they introduced these things called XYZ monsters. Yeah, I remember those. Oh no, I started playing. I know I started playing again when synchro monsters came out. So that was five D's. So essentially like I went from playing the basic level, stopped playing for a few years, found a card shop where I have made some of the best friends of my life. I mentioned one of them last um, time. Is it the card shop uh, right next to the Dollar Tree? Yes. The dollar, uh, that one. I is it been, still, it's still open? Yes. Uh, those okay. guys, uh, Torment City Games. I will shout out my okay. boys. Those are my friends. Uh, I absolutely have the utmost of mm -hmm. appreciation and respect for them. They've been good to me. I used to help out there for sole credit. How, how, how do they make money? Is it just from tournaments and stuff? Uh, That's what randomly, random question. Products like card games. Okay. Single cards, uh, video games. They do tournaments. Oh, for, they do video games. Yeah, too? they also do tournaments. Like I, okay, I've great. sent. I try to send as many people as I can there because they're good dudes. Mm -hmm. They try to be as fair as they can with prices. But if you're trading something in and it's, they'll be straight. Like, look, I can't take this because this is damaged beyond belief. And it happens. Yeah. So, so if you're in the cards, please go to tournament games, please. Tournament city it's games, TCG. In tournament Frederick, city Maryland. Yeah. Out in Frederick, Maryland. I remember the one out 40, but now that's gone. And now it's a VR headset place. But um, yeah. So, um, so, but I would say, what is okay? Keep going. Um, Sorry about that. So I played Yu-Gi-Oh mm -hmm. up until they introduced Link Monsters in 2017, and I played. I actually got to play at that San Diego Comic Con. I sat down in like a four-man tournament, 
cool. And it was a free tournament. I was like, okay, shoot. All right. And I sat down. Yeah. So when was the last time you guys played? And the guy's like, two months, three months, four months. And I went, so did y'all look at what this deck does? And they're like, no. All right, cool. Shuffle up. I just do stuff. And I'm like, because I know what the cards do. I read the cards. And they went, yeah. wait, you can do that? And I'm like, yeah. It says you can use a link and another link to make one of equal number. Like one plus two is three. And we're like, oh, okay. And I won and I went, hey man, cool. What do I win? And he was like, you need to pick one of these play mats. And I saw one. They have these things called extravaganza mats. They yeah. only release like a few of them. I'll take yeah. that. Wrap it up, put it in a tube. Car- I, there's no pricing for it. I can't find anywhere to sell it, but I know that thing's worth over $200. It's been, that is fucking it's been five years. But after that, I dropped it because I started playing Magic the Gathering again because i started i tried magic in like 2015 mm-hmm. no i think it was around that time i don't remember it's it was whenever this set called the return to ravnica or yeah return to ravnica is when i started playing but so where so with those trend like why did you transition from Yu-Gi-Oh to magic why why was that transition is it just because of the system is it because so of, mm-hmm the big reason I transitioned from Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic is the mechanics of it are more simplified and they're more understanding. Like in Yu-Gi-Oh! You can make a chain of effects, but that chain of effects has a start point and end point. You have to let that fully finish. In Magic, you can go, cool. I Say I have a chain of like four things happening, right? Yeah. You get to chain four. It's like, cool. Four resolves, three resolves. You get to two. In response to two going happening i have a response and you can start another chain off of that so you can be like all right cool before this one thing happens i want to make something else happen okay and i was like that's actually not hard to understand and it also added in like a resource mechanic so it made games slow down a little bit now granted i've also played more formats since then realizing oh you can do really stupid things really early in certain formats of the game but like i Yu-Gi-Oh just after lo- when i look back i was like the where i left off i was like mm-hmm. i personally just wasn't having fun with it anymore it literally turned into oh you went you you're playing first i guess i lose because you can just play out your deck for some decks and you and like cool i we're done because i'm you're playing solitaire that's not why i want to play oh, okay. this game is it, is it also, I've I seen from Yu-Gi-Oh! too, it's like it's very complicated effects where it gets very confusing to the point of like, not you need a referee. Not really. Or is it, that just for me? That's every card game. Every card game has like, okay. if you're playing in a tournament and you're mm-hmm. curious about interaction, you can't go, hey, judge, I have a question about an interaction I'm about to do. You have to mm-hmm. do it like as something's resolving. You're like, oh, wait, does it resolve this way or that way? Judge. And judge walks over and they're like, What's the situation? Well, I did this and he did that. What's the what's the resolution? It, they'll tell you because they like if they mm-hmm. even if they don't know they go to the judge above them. Yeah, and then they come back and like all right, cool. Here's how it resolves. Okay, thanks guys. And if you don't agree with it because you know the ruling works a certain way, because you played enough tournaments and you've talked to enough people and you talked to enough judges, mm-hmm. you're like, and the judge says you're wrong. Like I want to appeal because you're paid money to play in this tournament, and it goes to the next judge up. And, and if you don't like that one, you go to the head judge and then you can't really go past that. It was like, oh, okay. 
Oh, okay, that's interesting. I thought you could like every interaction, like, "Hey, Judge, can you clarify this? Hey, Judge, can you clarify this?" You, you absolutely like if you have a question about something, like if you're doing something a draft, and like, "Hey, can someone clarify this for me?" More often than not, no one's gonna be like, "Yeah, no, we're not helping you." It's like, it's it's mostly judges are there to one enforce that you're not cheating the game, but it's yeah. also to make sure that things are happening the way they should. Okay, and. Like magic, I is not necessarily a super hard game to get into. It just depends on the format you want to get into. Is the big how much money am I willing? What do you mean by format? So in Magic the Gathering, they have a couple different styles of formats. One is it's Hmm. like so you have like the the, what do you mean by like different games you can play? Essentially, think of as a game mode. So you have oh oh, game mode, okay. Limited, whereas like draft or sealed play. You basically get like a couple packs and in draft, you open up a pack and you're sitting with like a couple other people. Mm-hmm. You look at the pack you have, you take a card out of it, you put it down, you pass the pack along and everybody's taking a card out of each pack until and then you build a deck out of the card you pull. Mm-hmm. Sealed is just you open all three packs or however many packs you have and you cool. I'm making a deck out of whatever I have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have constructed where you build your own decks. There's a couple different formats. Uh, the first one is standard. That's really like a, out of the most recent sets. Here's the cards you can use. You can't use anything past this set, and we've sometimes banned cards because they have stupid combos. Hmm. Then there's the format I play, which is modern, which expands a lot further back in Magic's history. And when a new as new sets come out, usually they don't take sets out of rotation like standard. Like you're playing the deck of the month essentially, and then as time goes on, that deck will no longer be playable because those cards won't be in rotation anymore. Oh, yeah, so with that, I want to ask you a question on that. Yeah. So with Yu-Gi-Oh!, it seems that the ones that I have are absolute. So with that, how does Magic deal with that, and how does Yu-Gi-Oh! deal with that? So um, The difference between the two, that difference. Magic answered it by making different formats, because they were like, mm-hmm. we want people to play different versions of Magic that they truly enjoy. Like, So if you like mm-hmm. playing Standard, they're not going to stop. They're going to encourage it because it's, hey, you're buying the new product. Modern, they're going to be like, hey, you like playing these older sets or pushing out sets to encourage. We have a new set coming out. That's going to pump out new cards that make those decks better. Or we're reprinting cards because they're overpriced, but wizards of the coast doesn't look at the second market. That's a jab wizards for mm. not looking. It's like, we don't pay attention to the second market, <laughs> and we aren't paying attention to MSRP anymore. So we're just going to charge whatever we want for cards. It's stupid. And I, and a lot of us hate it, but that's fine. Mm. But like, if there's also like legacy and vintage, which are some the most expensive of the formats, because like they allow you to play almost everything. Okay. And then there's like commander. Commander is you play a hundred card deck, you pick a legendary creature or planeswalker, which a legendary creature is like it says on the card, like this is a legendary creature. It's the legend rule says you can only have one copy of that card on your battlefield at a time. You can't have a second copy. But the way the mm-hmm. commander works is you take a commander out of the five colors of magic. Mm-hmm. Well, technically there's another one's called colorless. You can play no colors. But you play and you can only play cards that match the color that are on the commander's card. Mm-hmm. And you can also ask adding colorless cards because they don't have a color, so you have access to them. But 
and you play you can only play one copy of each card except for what are known as basic lands i'm going to show you an image of it like it's just a basic card these are used to create mana so you have to use it by tapping it to generate a color that you can use to cast spells or cast creatures and it's essentially like it's meant to slow be a little bit longer because you're playing a hundred cards or technically 99 with the one of your commander or two sometimes. And you basically play out your deck by like, all right, some, there are some like casual games you can play with it. There's technically competitive EDH, which or commander uh, where people are like, I can win by turn four by their fourth turn. They can win. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of like, like people talk about making like a, a power level system of like, well, how strong is your deck? Which a lot of people get confused on some, it's, it's simple for some situations, but usually when you're playing with the same group of friends consistently, you understand like, all right, cool. What are you playing? I'm playing, you're playing that. Well, I know that this deck I have will not keep up with that. So I'm going to play another deck that's on that level, but you can still see the same thing. Like it's the same thing. Like you, you cause I, I don't remember David, David was saying like, Basically, one deck rules them all, that type of thing with Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, usually, when when they have a ban list, there's usually like one or two one or two decks that just run the format. Until, like, because they usually don't put a ban list out right before their Worlds or their Rat Nationals. Hmm. Regionals, sometimes. But it's like, oh, hey, here's this ban list we've made. And it's like, wow, the deck that's broken that I have that's worth a couple hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Uh, is now worthless because I can't play it. But usually Torm's like, hey, we're allowing it for this one last tournament because that just came out. You're allowed to play it for one more week. Okay, great. I get one more week of being stupidly broken. But like, Yu-Gi-Oh! players are smart enough to understand I can make something stupid out of what I got. Magic players can do the same thing. Like every card game Mm -hmm. player who takes the time to look at their, look at like the countless options that, that they have that are playable. And they go, cool, I can do something stupid with this. Like it's the competitive scene is very fun to get into. If you want a competitive scene to start on and really have like a variety of decks, magic is your game. If you want to play a format where you have like me, like for at most a variety, but you want something that's going to be consistent. Like granted magic also does be very consistent, but Yu-Gi-Oh! is going to be more your, like, hey, I just want to know about only having to play against three decks. These are the three best decks. I know how these work inside and out. I know how to play against them. Mm-hmm. So if you want just to play a competitive game that's going to have, like, three decks you have to worry about, by all means do that. But if you want something with variety where you got to be like, okay, cool, I have to change up my entire play style to deal with you. I suggest modern... You can well, yeah. Honestly, modern is where I kind of recommend people, but you don't have to do that. Like mm. that's a cool thing about magic. You can go like, I want to play standard. I only want to play limited or do sealed cracker packs. I only want to do draft. I only want to play commander. You have these variety of options. Also, like if you want just a really easy card game to learn, I tell people look at Pokemon. It's a good starter set of learning. Like, hey, here's here's the basics of learning resource management with your cards. Like here you can, it's very straightforward. You don't really have a, like you do everything on your turn and then your opponent does everything on their turn. There's no interaction between the two except for attacking and like having creatures out. 
or Pokemon out. Like, it's not a hard game to get into. So would you say Pokemon's more like the beginner? And yes. Then Yu-Gi-Oh's more like the intermediate, and then Magic is like the advanced? On the nose. Like, oh, okay. Th- like, out of the three, those of the best-known card games. Now, granted, there's a lot of card games. Oh, absolutely. Like, I played Cardfight Car- Vanguard. That's a fun game. I actually really mm. enjoy that. I don't play it anymore, but I really mm. enjoyed it when I played it. There's um, the Digimon card game, which David loves. I Digimon. I don't play it just because I didn't. One, I was already playing so much Magic and throwing my money at Magic. Yeah. I was like, I don't need another thing to throw my money at. Not because I didn't so, want to. It was just I have to limit my my focus. Oh, absolutely. You got to budget. Uh, you got to budget those card games. You got to budget those things. Um, unfortunately, I have to deal with that. I have to deal with some other buying of things, but. Um, so speaking of money, what's do you have very rare cards that you have? Um, I have a few. Um, oh, okay. My most ex. Ah, yeah, I've met people who have really expensive cards, but my most, the, my single card that's the most expensive. I have what is known as a dual land from Magic: The Gathering. It's the original. Like this land taps for either one of two colors. They have not reprinted these cards. They have printed cards that have like the similar, like this can tap for one of two colors, but there's stipulations to it. Okay. Like, oh, you play it? Well, it either enters tapped where you can't use it, or you it enters untapped, but it, you take damage. Or you can tap it for one of the two colors and you take one damage. Or it enters tapped, you gain a life, but it has access for later things. Or there's a bunch of different ones. This card is my most expensive card I own. I still use it, but it's like double sleeved, very well protected. I take very good care of it when I use it it's that's my mo it's known as it's called Where, taiga where'd you get it from from uh, uh just bought it i bought it bought I, I bought oh, it single yeah single individual yeah i went to my buddy's card shops and i was like hey you guys have it and they're like yeah i paid i think it was like two hundred dollars at the time and now it's up because one commanders made a huge rise in during I, the pandemic I can't really blame you. I paid two hundred for the uh, Earthbound um, NES car- cartridge. Yeah. So I can't really yell at you for like oh, two thousand two hundred for well, a. Well, the uh, one, uh, the one most expensive card I ever purchased in a single time mm-hmm. was a card known as mm-hmm. Gaia's Cradle, one of the most powerful green magic cards to exist. Mm-hmm. It says it's a land that says it taps it, for every creature you control. Create that much green mana. And in Commander, you can do a lot of stuff with that. You can also do a lot of stupid stuff with that in uh, Vintage and Legacy. I think they're both legal there. But essentially, I bought that card for $320. When I sold it, it was valued at $700. I, and then like maybe two weeks later, it was valued at 1000 So... Like, there are a lot of very expensive magic cards out there. Like, there was a recent reprint announcement today for Double Masters 2022 that's coming out soon. And a couple of the cards that I was actually looking to sell fairly recently just got hit with reprints. So it caused their price to drop a little bit. Okay. Those boards are expensive. So, like, with the landscape of, like, with cards... Um, do you see anything that they need to, like improvements to it? Um, just just with um, the speed of cards or like 
uh, the how the old ones get destroyed and the new ones just are always like the better ones. And like that. In Magic, that's not necessarily the case. Okay. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, absolutely. I- Yu-Gi-Oh is a kick in the teeth. That's that's the big reason I got out of Yu-Gi-Oh. Is because, oh, the new set's out and these cards are now useless. They do nothing until maybe one or two cards come out in the next set that make these cards useful again. I hated it. It, it bothered me. I lost money so, so much off of that. I, I was I was So with the ones that I used to play, are any of those any other than maybe the very the ones that are banned or not useful anymore is that correct out of like the tune deck no what it, oh not even the tune deck just any of those like the, the even the bone like the regular normal ones the normal normal Yu-Gi-Oh cards or just like the ones? old school like basic yeah. most likely not because what most likely mm-hmm. happened because this is from a guy who helped out at a card shop the amount of people I had coming in going, hey, I had these old Pokemon cards because Pokemon Go made this huge resurgence of people like, oh, my cards are expensive. And then I would have so many people walking in with like their old cards that are beat to shit, worn out, got dents in them, got scratches. And I'm like, I'll give you 10 bucks for the binder. And they're like, what are you talking about? My, car- my cards are worth thousands. I'm like, cool. Do you have a PSA 10 graded char- first, first edition Shadowless Charizard? No, then that's not worth that money wait what it's like you saw the ad you didn't read it like they show you the cards that are valued and you don't have any of them and also we you can't just come and going hey i want you to buy this for the value it's selling for online it's like no we're a business we buy we buy the cards from you at half of their value because we are going to sell them that's how a card shop works absolutely i was like you have to go to the thing for the people to understand the same thing with a pawn shop they have to make money off that if you want to sell it, then you need to sell it on your own. Yes. The other thing with like for like newer cards coming in and older cards working their way out, mm. it's technically standard is the only one that has to worry about that. But you know when mm. the rotation is coming. You're like, hey, okay, after this next box comes out for the standard legal set. This last box is going to go away. Granted, not necessarily in that order. It like they have like a time of like they tell you like, hey, at X point. These boxes, these sets are no longer going to be playable, and you are well aware of that going into it. So you either get rid of the cards a little bit early, or you play them till they're gone. And then they're still usually hold value if they're still really good cards, because you can go, hey, there's this set called Modern that I can play this in still. And it's granted, not real level, but with like, so, uh, with mm-hmm. like sets like Modern, Vintage, and Legacy, old cards that are stupid can still see play and do a lot of really cool things. That, that's what that's probably what I'm saying is that kind of helps. You can still have that value in there. With Yu-Gi-Oh! It was kind of like fast fashion where it was like as soon as those come out, boom, it's all that stuff is worthless. Yeah, unless you're like point. playing... like So Yu-Gi-Oh! has now started endorsing... Surprisingly enough, I didn't realize this until I would talk to my friends mm-hmm. about it. They're endorsing like older sets to be played in tournament, and I was like, okay, "Like you can right. do like an older format called ones like the biggest, well, most well known one in the Yu-Gi-Oh form- community is known as Goat Format 2005. You play the ban list of 2005, all the cards that were legal during that time. You were not allowed to play anything before that, or anything mm-hmm. after 2005. Yeah, yeah, great, and that's awesome. It lets you play that older format and have fun like you were when you were a kid. And it was like, man, I'm playing like old cards like Pot of Greed, Graceful Charity, cool, Sinister yeah. Serpent. Oh! I, I I actually know what you're saying. Yeah, like you can, yeah. you can it's go great. to it's a. Great. There's some like my buddy shop in Frederick. They sometimes do goat format tournaments, and people have a blast doing it. 
I'm probably not going to rebuild a goat deck to play it, to be honest. But I'm glad that people are enjoying it again. Yeah, it's great. And that's kind of what I mean. Is It's what I said, like, at least provide the opportunity to use, to use those old cards. Because at the end of the day, they're like cardboard. At least we can we could use that at least allow them to use that cardboard at least for for that for usefulness yeah um if they just want to play go and just have an like an old time and everything has i understand you have to make money you always have to make new decks it's understandable nobody's mad about that i'm just saying that provide that so at least they could be used so it's not like you're just not using them yes well my other thing that i'll say about like the landscape of like current help cart games are working right now yeah. The biggest thing with the Magic the Gathering community, the the commander mm-hmm. community, our biggest like the biggest complaint I was hearing, just from like watching YouTube videos, talking to friends, mm-hmm. talking to people like at, at our card shop who like Commander, the biggest problem that people are complaining about is the amount of like some people enjoy it, some people don't. It's really kind of mm-hmm. up to you, but like the biggest hit or miss is like they're making the command like casual Commander go faster because they're printing cards that make the mm-hmm. get the game go. Hi, zero, 100, go. And it's like, I, what, huh? Like, they're making cards that make these things called treasures, which you can just sacrifice them, tap, sacrifice, make it, make a mana. And that you can just make a bunch of them really easily now. So people are like, this mm. is stupid. Is it getting like where you were talking about where Yu-Gi-Oh! where it was like the first turn, anybody who has the first turn, it's basically done. If you build a deck around it, now granted, that's also buying a lot of older cards. And also a lot of expensive cards to make that happen. Like, you can still play Mm -hmm. a casual game of Commander, but, like, you can become a super threat by, like, turn five. Mm. On just, like, buying one of the the constructed, like, uh, pre-constructed decks for Commander. Mm -hmm. Like, they have, like, a sealed box. You can just buy it, play it out. You have some stupid cards in there. And you can upgrade it super easily for, like, relatively decent value. But, like... that they're trying to make it so people can just hop in the game and have a better advantage than when, because people who have been playing the game can play with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're a new player. We want to give you a power level that you can work with to where you can keep up with some of these guys who've been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is you have to be like, all right, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Or can someone help me? And you have people who are almost always willing to help. Like, hey, you're willing oh, to learn? Yeah, come play in the game. This is not a gate-kept community. Like People are like, nah, come on in, join. We like having new people. Why? We want you to join tournaments so we can win more. <laughs> we like, <to> win. <laughs> we, we want to win money so we can spend well, it on more cards. Not, now you guys spend it on more damn cards. Exactly. No, I know my boy David out there, he'd be, he'd be doing it. He enjoys it, and he's so happy. Yeah, he loves, he loves cards. I wish he was on here to talk about them because – there and he's in love with those cards unfortunately he's in another void for some reason i don't know he's another another multiverse right now can't believe he's doing right now but um so how high have you gotten to any tournaments actually um so i've i've played in a couple pokemon tournaments Mm -hmm. um i've played in way too many Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments a lot of regionals yeah Uh, no i'm actually no sorry i played in one YCS, which is a Yu-Gi-Oh Championship mm-hmm. Series down in yeah. Charlestown, South down South Carolina. Oh, the championship! Yeah, the it was championship a, it was a it was like a big championship. Like, it wasn't in it wasn't nationals or it was like a big regional tournament. And I, it was 
it was fun. I had a blast doing it. I went had it was mostly just about having a good trip with friends. Um but that was like the farthest I got like big competitive scene for Magic or not Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh. Um Magic, I play tournaments. I try to go every Friday for modern format for Magic the Gathering. Um my current decks that I have are known as Mono Green Tron. Um, which isn't really it's it's fine. It just doesn't keep up as well with like current like fast paced decks in the format. Uh, this deck called Boggles, which is all about playing small, small, really cheap cost creatures that can't be targeted by my opponent. And I play a bunch of things that buff them up to make them big. So I go, hi, I'm going to swing you for 30. And you can't block it. And you only have 20 life. So die. Yay. <laughs> and uh, my most recent deck, which is technically one of the best decks in the format. I'm just trying to figure out how I want to have, because you can build it a b- couple different ways would be is called um uh grixis death shadow essentially the way it works is uh, there's a creature that says it's got 13 power 13 toughness which is like its health and its attack damage but it gets it loses that equal to my total life so i have to be lower my life total for that thing to be dangerous so and plus i have ways of like ripping cards out of your hand making you discard cards um taking the card off the top of your deck so i can play it possibly um it's it's a very more so i'm trying to control the the match by either making so you have no cards in hand to play or i'm making it so you have to slow down or you have to deal with the threat i have while i'm trying to do something else in the background it's but i'm still learning the deck so i'm trying to be better with it but my most, the most ones I have technically right now is my Boggle deck because it's just nobody really has cards you can exchange in to interact with it super well. Like there are cards that can interact that can interact with me because like as long as you're not targeting my creature, you're hitting me pretty bad. <laughs> like I like if you can find a way of going like hi target pl- player sacrifice a creature. It's like, but could you not? targeting you so sacrifice the only creature you have and i'm like fair enough so with nick so like the people that get to nationals is it a lot of training is it just they have the they know what decks to get um or it's it's not about skill just the decks you get like how do they get to that oh magic is magic is 100 skill based okay like there's a little bit of luck in there but with magic and like you get you get you draw the first five cards and you have to sit with that. Okay. Magic has a fun mechanic called a mulligan, where you draw seven cards. That's your starting hand. Or no, you go a seven. There's a five. It's been so long. But magic, you draw seven cards. You look at them, and you can decide either you keep those seven cards and you play with that hand, or you shuffle your hand back into your deck draw another seven and then you put one card on the bottom of your library or your deck and you can do that up to as many times as you want you can do it down to one card to keep and i you can make it happen i don't recommend it (laughs) but you can technically do it but magic is where Yu-Gi-Oh is very like i pay for the expensive deck and i know how it works i'm a win usually but granted 
there are people who don't understand the game and they still lose with it. And they go, why did I lose? This deck's supposed to be good. I'm like, no, it's because you're bad. And that's okay. Oh, so it, it's still skill in it. Yeah, there's like, still there's skill. It's skill. like the knowledge of going, all right, cool. I know how my deck interacts with that and I know how to play against it. But I have to have mm-hmm. like certain situations or something like that. Like where magic is like, all right, cool. I can be sitting here with my deck and there could be a laundry list of different decks that I'm like, how do I deal with you? I don't know how, or you you research the decks you don't know and you go, cool. How does this deck play? And you learn, but like, it's mostly like game knowledge of like one, I need to make either my, you're either focusing on making your deck do exactly what it needs to, or you're, if you're playing control, you're stopping your opponent from doing what they do. Is, is there like coaches as you get to nationals or it's just, just you can, you can watch a bunch of YouTube videos. There are people who offer like, Mm -hmm. you can probably go like Twitch streamers like, Hey, what do you recommend for new players? Like what, what's a good beginner deck you would recommend? Most of them will recommend burn or mono red aggro for magic. It's just like, what does that do? You play small creatures and spells that say take damage and you just swing you are focusing on hurting your opponent faster than they can do anything to you. Mm. That is like the basic level. Here's a baby. Here's a very straightforward deck. You are doing one thing. You're hurting your opponent. There, like, if you want to dive in further after that, by all means, look at like this. You can go to like MTG Goldfish, Star City Games, and you can see what people are playing in tournaments and go, cool. What does this deck do? And you can find someone who did it on YouTube and like, oh, that's cool. I want to try that. Or you can like, there's a lot of resources. And plus, if you know people who play magic or go to a local card shop, like, hey, I'm looking to get into magic. How do I do that? And people can be like, well, and and then they'll give you like questions similar to like what I'm saying, like, well, what? what kind of games do you want to play? Do you want to play just the most recent sets? Are you looking to spend a little bit more money but, and get into like older sets, but those cards will be able to play for, for a lot longer. Like, what do you want to do? That's going to make you enjoy this game. Hmm. And the most often a store clerk there will be more than one to be like, yeah, absolutely. let me help you out. And each community has, Granted, yes, there are not the best people in some communities. It's that's every group. Yeah, that, that's every fandom, though. Yeah, but like more often than not, when you find the dedicateds, the people who mm. play that because it, they love it so much, you'll find people who will want to encourage you to learn because they don't want you to join the game to hate it. They may want they might want you to hate playing against their specific deck because they're trying to win because that's everybody's goal. But they don't want you to hate the game because they enjoy having new people join. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't I wouldn't think so as well. It's just, you know, they they're all okay with everybody having their hobby. Like my easiest recommendation to getting into magic, Magic Arena or MTG Arena. It's a free browser. It's a free not browser. It's a free download from Wizard of the Coast website. You can start today. They give you a bunch of basic decks to start learning the game. And then you can like get packs. You can you can't really get specific cards, unfortunately. But like you can when you open packs, they give you like, oh, here's like a token to get a specific card like a specific rarity that you need. And the more you play, the more you get. But like you do not have to spend any money on it, especially if you're just looking to learn the mechanics of the game. 
because well, absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely i was actually thinking about that too i would definitely recommend if you're interested in doing card games is definitely doing like i think Yu-Gi-Oh has also has a browser and stuff i would definitely tell you this yeah it's like uh Yu-Gi-Oh. Even though online browsers Oh geez, what was that one called? I forgot what that. I don't know what that one. Um, um, Pokemon something. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. Yeah, David plays that all the time. I think Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. Oh, that one's free. Like, like you can, if you yeah. hop on right now and try that, that you can get almost any deck you want. You just have to know. You just have to pull from the exact set of packs and go. Cool, I want to play this deck. Let me get everything from here, and you just keep going. You'll get the deck you need. Yeah, and just do it there, and then learn the game from there. Don't really. I would say definitely because if you don't like the game, then you're like, okay, let's stop playing this stupid this, this game I don't want to play. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess. Um. Let's see. I think. I think. Okay. Let me. I guess we're at the end. We're getting at the end here for cards. I guess if you need more, David will kind of get more about Yu-Gi-Oh side. Um, Nick seems more on the magic side now. Um, um, Nick basically agreed with me the most criticisms of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I, and I, even though I'm, I'm very outside of Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, um, don't get me now. wrong. I want, I wanted that game to be good. I just, mm-hmm. my biggest thing is I, I just wanted it to have diversity. And it did mm-hmm. for a period of time. Yeah. Like when I was before, like, I think it's like before Link Format. The ban list yeah. wasn't terrible, and you could play this huge laundry list of options. Like, and you're like, I have choice. I'm probably even wrong on that. Like, my memory's blurry of it because it's just like I just stopped caring yeah. and stopped thinking. But like, yeah, when a game has variety, it, it, that is what catches my attention. It's like, oh, I don't have to do like one of three things. I can do options. Ooh, let me try. Yeah, and, and I think that's what card games are all about is to kind of make a deck of your own type thing right is that correct where it's just kind of deck your own where it seems like to me when what you're saying is you you just kind of limit you to something deck because i would love to play the tune deck right but i can't play no tune deck because you it's garbage it just won't work as well as you want yeah that's what i'm saying i love the tune decks i did love the tunes i love the tune world but I know, and David knows that it doesn't work. I think they updated it though, but it, no, it doesn't work. And but the 2005 thing, I think that's really cool. Is to really mm-hmm. just make it where I can use Toon World and stuff because I like the deck because it should be about, like you said, variety and not and not just um, I need to buy this new deck even though I don't really even like what they are. You know what I'm saying? And then there's like X Y Z Power Y Forward in Yu Gi Oh, where it's just the, the one defeats the other one all the time, but it's good to hear about the 2005 one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like just yeah. make sure you're checking the ban list of when stuff came out and like what, like mm. you can also just go to a store if they're running those tournaments yeah. and be like, Hey, I was, I, are you guys doing any of that tournament specifically? Like, are you guys doing goat format? Mm. And if they are, they'll let you know, like, Hey, here's a nice, the guys come into play. If you just want to come in and watch the first couple times, see what they're doing. If you, and you can also ask them like, Hey, Here's what I have. Can I make a deck out of this from that time? And they like, mm-hmm. granted, if they're busy, don't do that because then they're going to, because they have other things going on. But yeah. it's like, if they're, if it's a slow day, like a middle of a week, kind of weekday, you can try asking like, Hey man, I want to get into goat format. Does this work? 
and you can ask and they'll kind of go through it real quick. I'm like, well, you got to take either this out or you may want to put this in and they'll let you know. That's, I mean, that's cool. Did you want to shout out them again? Yes. So they are tournament city games. They're in downtown Frederick. They're right. They're right near like they're right down the street from like uh, Frederick high school. They're super easy to find big parking lot until they move whenever that will be. Yeah, Frederick, Maryland. We're talking about here, kids. Frederick, Maryland, downtown, next to, I think, the Dollar General or something yeah, store. Yeah, Dollar General I don't know the specific and of... Mexicali Cantina. Yeah, I think that's the only one in Frederick. So if you're definitely in Frederick, Maryland, definitely check that out. Because I think that's the only one left. Uh, there is um, there is 40. one other one. Another one? That's there's down on 40. One? It's called Black Sun Games. Also, those guys are also super nice, too. They're fairly new. Okay, so yeah, so Black Sun Games, we all want to do shout out to our geekdoms around um, Frederick, Maryland, because we are Fredericktonians, born and raised Fredericktonians, so we would like to get do some support there. So Black Suns and City Tournaments, go out and check them out if you're interested in Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, or another card game that I do not know of. <laughs> um, but also, you need to support the Fredericktonians here, which is me. Nick, and also David. We do this by the kindness of our very, very hearts. But we need some support, right? We need a little bit of support. So I would say check out our Twitter, our Instagram, follow us on TikTok. There's also a way of donating to Anchor if you would like. That's that's also a thing, okay? So just support your Frederick, your, I mean, we're not in Frederick, well, I'm not in Frederick anymore, but still, we support our Frederictonian geeks uh, from Frederick, Maryland here. Um, Listen, listen to our previous library. I think Nick is really great when he started talking about Batman. Uh, we also, well, last we talked about D and D, our love of D and D. All of us, we had it was a great time. Um, we figured out that we figured out that Kiki really when uh, Nick's finally has really it was okay with Kiki knows that they're sweet. And you finally agreed with me in that podcast. We so should check that out. Too. I don't know how you can <laughs> say that after last session. You, no. you, I don't know how you can say the straight face. Also, guys, um, go ahead and big thing. I know Jesse's been doing a lot with uploading all the previous pods to YouTube. Go mm-hmm. hit a subscribe there. Hit a like. That way you know when the next episodes come out as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to get that. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for that. Yeah, I still got to. I'm kind of keep up. I'm the only. I'm the, the guy that does the editing and stuff like that. So definitely do out and support us because we really like that. If you want to do sponsorships, you can. Uh, we're very very small here, so I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily want to get you out there right now. But if you want, if you want to, definitely call us. Definitely somebody from Frederick. We would we would definitely we're okay with that. Um, definitely somebody from Frederick would definitely interest interested in that. So, um, is there anything else you want to say, Nick? Uh not that I can think of. Other than also, we're also on Spotify. If you're, I know that's most likely the most commonplace people people listen to us. So mm-hmm. give us that follow when you see that new episode come out. That oh yeah, Dude, this guy, this guy is on the ball. I thought I was, I thought I was the, the lead. But yeah, Spotify. That's where we're on. We use Anchor. So go on on Spotify. Give us a like. Give us a review. Definitely on iTunes as well. Um, we would love uh, feedback because we we don't. As I said, we just do this for fun, and I I love, uh, I love talking. I love talking about geek stuff. So. Alrighty, so I guess we can get out of the void now. Um, out of our void. Fortunately, and back to reality. Yeah, back to reality. Unfortunately, back to our void. And hopefully, David will be back for our void. We don't know what uh, what topic we'll talk about next week, but we'll we'll figure it out for you. And hopefully, we'll see you uh, the next two weeks. So we get out of the void. So. 
Goodbye.